Welcome to the Full Stop Podcast with Berenice Smith, Sarah Lawrence and me, Michael Hughes. Today's show was recorded way back in September for World Childless Week, but we knew B.B. Lynch must be the one to start off the new year. Now sadly, Berenice couldn't be with us on this episode, which was a shame because the three of us are huge fans of B.B.'s. B.B. Lynch is a journalist, writer and broadcaster. She co-hosts After the Watershed, an adult radio show, and presents B.B. Lynch's Whips, both for BBC Sussex and Surrey, and co-presents Good Sets, Bad Sex, a podcast for metro.co.uk, and fronts her own show, B.B. Lynch Does Soho, on Soho Radio. She also writes for many titles and sites, including The Guardian, Stella, The Telegraph, Metro. She has written lifestyle for 25 years, including Murray Claire, Shortlist, and Elle. Grazia, GQ, Red, and New Women, and was contributing editor on New Women and Red. So you can see, we were really excited to get Bibi on the show. Now, we did have a few technical difficulties at the beginning, but we overcome those, and we really hope you enjoy Bibi as much as we did. Oh, 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 oh! We have, some, we have someone else with us. <laughs> I think. Can you hear me oh. now? Oh, yes, yes. we can. <laughs> awesome. Jesus, that Hooray! hurt my brain. <laughs> <laughs> now, you. am I just, on, just tell me I'm on audio because I'm that piece of shit. I'm not on, well, I can't see you. <laughs> well, I, I, I did promise you that I'd be my, I'd be my um, fluoros, my high-vis clothing, <laughs> and um, Sarah would have been just jumped out of the shower. And, and that is that is exactly how we are right now. <laughs> is that what you said, Michael? I did. He did. So he I, dropped you in it. I, I, I noticed. I notice things. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky accuses me of perving, but it's not. It's oh. actually I'm looking. I'm looking at my world, taking it all in. That's what I'm doing. It's a fine line, observant and pervy. <laughs> <laughs> How how are you both? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. We're yeah, just talking about what we're getting up to at the weekend. What are you doing? Uh, getting pissed. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Michael, just perving? Um, no, no. I'll uh, uh, I'll leave that for the weekdays on the weekend. <laughs> I'll um, I think I think we've got to, we've. We're going to be putting down some formwork to begin our foundations in our garden. Blimey, that's grown up. So there'll be lots of swearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about yourself? What am I doing? I've got, oh, this is tedious. Well, actually, it's not tedious. I've, met, I've, got, I've had a bad back. <laughs> um, any story that starts with that. And, um, but I found this amazing sports therapist. So I'm having the joy of going to see her and then I'm coming home to write a feature and then Sunday, hopefully I'm sleeping and then Tuesday, the most exciting news, I'm starting a staycation. I haven't had a holiday since 2012 and so I'm having six days off and I'm not going anywhere, I'm just planning to eat and just stay in bed. <laughs> that sounds fab. I know, I really can't wait, but um, it's a bit kind of hectic up until then. You know, it's like, you know, you take some time out and then of course, everything comes in and you've got to get stuff sorted before that time out. But um, yeah. no, it'd be nice. It's not, it, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so so you live in, you live in Brighton or Hove? I'm in Hove. Yeah. Cause I have a cousin in Hove. Oh, do you? In Where? Westbourne Gardens. 
I think it's oh, Westbourne. That's nice. Is it Westbourne? Yeah. <coughs> I think so. Excuse me. Is it Gardens Villas? I don't know. I'm quite yeah, I don't know. Here, but, um, Westbourne something. Yeah. It's nice. um, it's a really gorgeous um. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it felt a bit twee when I got here. And I was like, oh, there's no fucking way I'm fitting. <laughs> <laughs> South London nightmare. But it's actually, oh, it's just so lovely being by the sea. And I'm a real, you know, I'm a Lon- born and bred Londoner. But there is something special about being by the sea. Mm. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, lots of people ask, because we live very close to the ocean. And lots of people yeah. ask us you know, wouldn't you want to live somewhere else? And the first thing I say is, is there any water? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. The best place I lived in London was, was over going. the Thames. It's like there's something about it, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Certainly is. <clears throat> and Brighton as well. Brighton's fab. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> I was in I Soho... It. Yeah, I was in, um, in Soho yesterday, and I'm, I, I miss, you know, that's the bit of London, London Bridge and Soho, the two bits I, you know, I would miss and I'd, I'd move back to. And, um, but I think there's a Brighton feel. In, I think there's a Soho feel in Brighton and a Brighton feel in Soho. I think there's something mm. quite similar. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm straddling. I like to say that I'm in um, Hove and Soho. I am Ho-Ho. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going with right now. <laughs> so tell so, Bibi, tell us about your, your new, um, your new uh, uh, radio show, Whips. Oh, thank you for asking about that. God, I'm so excited about it. So I, I, um, I wrote a feature for Stella magazine um, about how older women, or how younger men like to date older women. Um, she says showing off, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just reporting the facts. Anyway, so that's kind of happened a bit. And, um, and I really don't like the word cougar. And um, so I created um, an acronym, um, Women Who Are Hot, Intelligent, and In Their Prime, WHIPS, which I honestly secretly really proud of. <laughs> anyway, so I came up with that. And the piece was a really um, successful piece. And, you know, I'm really happy to say, and it kind of, you know, I got loads of press on it and loads of TV on it and stuff. And, it, you know, it was featured in you know everywhere um figaro vogue you know across the board brilliant um the response was brilliant um and then i pitched it um as a radio series the bbc and they've taken it um and so i've interviewed six women who i think are really you know just fantastic and influential and um impressive and uh, inspiring and it's going really well and i'm you know it's we've um so far the interviews that have gone out have been kate moss the author um joanne good um amazing broadcaster um and last what day are we friday wednesday <laughs> this wednesday's was danielle denise the um australian soprano and we went to her house and her house happens to be glyndebourne I mean, come on, it was just insane. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been really lovely, really, really nice gig. I love it. Thank you. No, I'm looking forward to, actually, I'm looking forward to listening to it because yeah. I've got a fair bit of driving next week, so it's going to be, um, <laughs> I'll be, I'll have plenty of time. Sarah, um, Vicky and I went to um, her auntie's, her new auntie's house back in, mm, I can't remember, now. Oh, it, was, it was Easter. That's right. Yeah. And we're stuck in traffic. So I said, so we turned on the, the other show that Bibi does um, for BBC Sussex. Yeah. yeah. After the watershed. After the watershed. Hilarious. Oh God, what was it about? Uh, well, <laughs> the, 
So there's the other thing I was going to say to you. <laughs> is there's a house not far from me that has yeah. pampas grass <laughs> all around the front of it. I'll send you a picture next time I go past. <laughs> and I just, now, now, of course, every time I go by, can I see through? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. So apparently that's the, the, the sign that there's swingings going on inside, isn't that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No way. Don't laugh like you didn't know that. <laughs> I genuinely didn't. We're, we're pampas grass when I moved to this house. Oh, I dug it out. I dug it out. I can't stand it. Oh, you probably oh. upset a lot of the neighbours then. <laughs> yeah. no making the a moral, yeah, making a moral <laughs> statement. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't look in your basement. God knows what you'll find in there. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're going to be doing this weekend. Ah. <laughs> Oh, no way. I wonder where that conversation was going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to bring up, I was going to bring up another one when, when, when Bibi said about, um, you know, how young men like to, um, date older women. We started watching, oh, um, Jane Fonda, um, oh, Grace and Frankie. Is it Grace? Oh, and I love that. Such Have you seen show. it, Sarah? Yeah. No, you've no. got, you've got to watch it. It is hilarious. It's Lily Tanyan as well. But isn't the, it? Yeah, but the only problem is, is Jane Fonda looks hot. Yes. Old enough to be my mum. She's <laughs> 70 something and it's messing with my head. Well, welcome to the world of whips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to listening to it. Yeah. Oh, good. I hope you enjoy it. I'm, sh I'm sure I will. <laughs> All right, should we, should we do some proper work here or what? Yeah, um, no go way. on. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy talking about whips. Yeah. <laughs> Both Berenice and Sarah are like, oh, my God, please. We love Bibi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, what it was, we saw you at Fertility uh, Fest. Oh, did you? And yeah, oh, my God. And it was just like me and Berenice walked outside and said, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, <you> know, <laughs> because you just so told nervous. it as it was. I've really, so were you? Yeah. Didn't show. It's the first time I've done any, well, I've, yeah, <laughs> the only time I'd ever done any public speaking before that was at a friend's school. She was a teacher mm -hmm. and I got up in front of the kids and this was a million years ago and I was talking about getting into journalism and they were just silent and there was just uh, about a thousand girls just chewing gum, staring at me, looking me up and down, like tutting, like no one giving anything away. And I was like, oh my God, I've lost the crowd. I've lost the crowd. And then at the end, one girl went, I said, any questions? Like a real scary little nervy voice. And one girl went, where'd you get your top, miss? <laughs> <laughs> so I was really like oh I'm not gonna be able to do public speaking but I really wanted to speak at Fertility Fest and um I really loved the experience actually I thought it was it was I mean the the, the kindest most generous um audience you're gonna get because everyone was on my side and everyone laughed even if it wasn't funny <laughs> everyone was really nice I don't know I thought you were refreshing I mean there was a couple of things there that I raised an eyebrow at you know some of the conversations but I thought you were refreshing and you told it like it was really I think it was it needed it in the room because it was it was it was an intense day I'd say yeah yeah so it needed what, a bit of effing and jeffing what am I, <laughs> <laughs> I brilliantly got told once by someone that if I um Oh, how, how much am I allowed to swear on it? I'll, say, uh, if I, I'll I just go for it. it. I, I won't say it, but someone said to me, if I, if I dropped the C-bomb less on Twitter, I'd get more work. 
<laughs> so guess what? Guess what I said to them. But um, <laughs> but yeah, the, I'm I'm yeah, I'm really glad you were there, and I'm glad you um, yeah, it's interesting. It's just, you know, you're talking. I think I think the whole thing about I think the the key, the whole thing about the World Child this week, which I think is is an extraordinary um project and a brilliant project for many reasons, which I'll go into in a minute. But I um. It's just telling your story. It's just that power of you're not alone. And so I'm saying what I think. And in a way, why would anyone care what I think? You know, I'm just one person. It doesn't matter what I think, except what I think. It's reflecting what's happened to everyone else and, and maybe what is what they think. And then if we all know we're thinking the same thing or we've got, we've got there's some common ground, it just helps. It's just instant support. You don't, we don't even have to know each other. It's just, I think it's just that thing of you're not alone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. So was it your first time at Fertility Fest this year, Bibi, or did you go last yeah. year? Yeah, no, okay. it was my first time. And um, So what were your impressions of it? Honestly, hmm. yeah. I really, I, I, I love the idea of it. I found it, oh, I really hope I don't upset anyone by saying this. I, I, to kind of get an idea of what the room was like, I looked at some videos from the last year's just to see the format of the fight club and just kind of what happened in the kind of space. Mm -hmm. And I think it was that year or the previous year, um, there was a woman on stage and I don't remember, I don't remember her name, unfortunately. And she was talking about how she found it uncomfortable being in the same space as women who did have children, that their problem was the maybe sec was secondary infertility or that they'd struggled with IVF. Mm -hmm. And she said she felt uncomfortable with that. And she was really set upon by the crowd. And there's one woman in the crowd really kind of went for it. And I agree with the woman on stage. I, I find that I've written about this since, not on about Fertility Fest, but about um, secondary infertility. And if, Oh, again, I don't want to offend anyone, but this is what I'm honest, honestly feel. I think if your your grief at not having a second child or your struggle to have a child, it is nothing like my grief of not having had a child. They're two different things, and your grief is just mm. as valid, but it's a different platform. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. that that was my feeling. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree with you, but I, I understand the sensitivities around it. So, but yeah, I do understand. I mean, all of this I you know I'm I write honestly and I write rawly and I think that's I think that's the only way to write um you know especially on a subject like this and I don't want to offend anyone with anything I say I've had a load of you know you pay an emotional price when you're as honest as I've been in print and, in, and broadcasting um I still think it's a price worth paying but it is an emotional price and I'm talking about the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life and I've had shit happen I've had <laughs> really horrible stuff happen and this is easily the worst thing the not ha not having children and then the shitty ps of mean fuck all in society because you don't have children i rail against it and mm. i'm sorry if i offend anyone when i when i do that but it comes from my place which is in, which is a good place and mm. it's my truth and i'm saying what i feel and i'm tr saying what i experience and and the fact that people it re what I say resonates with people means they've experienced it too. I mean, I, I write about this, this example of what happened to me, how the childless are treated in society and the childless by choice and childless not, not by choice. Um, 
it's fucking extraordinary and it's accepted bigotry and it has to stop and that's why I think World Childless Week is, is such a brilliant thing I think you know I was honoured to be asked to be a champion to be with, with everyone involved I think Stephanie Phillips the founder is amazing Berenice Rod Silvers Yvonne Leslie Stella you two incredible Jody Day to be with the, your people you, you lot is, is just a real honour for me I think what World Childless Week says and Steph said a really great quote and I'm going to say it because I don't know if you're using this anywhere else but I think this is really brilliant the gap that exists between parents and the childless community needs to be bridged and our grief needs to be recognised and respected because it's not mm. that's all we're asking yeah. yeah that's all we're asking for and, we're, and to not be treated as other and, and better than that to not be treated as less it drives me fucking insane yep I'm hearing you yeah. uh, I'm agreeing with you <laughs> <laughs> and I think so sorry baby go ahead no so basically so that you know so that's why I think World Child Week is extraordinarily important I think you know it you know I mean I think Jodie Day is an incredible woman and I think what Jodie Day says about um and Jodie Day is the founder of Gateway Women for anyone listening doesn't know and of course you do know but I'm just saying that in a journalistic way just letting everyone know um (laughs) she um she talks about your tribe having to have your tribe and World Child This Week does that I mean ideally World Child This Week wouldn't exist because we wouldn't need it we wouldn't need to be standing up and saying the fucking obvious yeah but yeah. while we do, I mean, and, and P.S. This is a club I don't want to be part of. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's a like very us all. weird. Yeah, we were, it's a you've very said weird, that. Yeah, it's yeah. a really weird situation. But I would say the one good thing that's come from being child is not by choice, um, and talking about it. Um, two good things. The one good thing is even today I was reading an email from someone who sent it to me, thanking me for writing stuff, and I can't tell you what that feels like. It's incredible. It's just incredible that someone, you know, I'm never going to, it's never, what I say is never going to help people help people. But if it assists, maybe if that, or, or, or guides or sends people, redirect, you know, directs people to the right place, and that, then that's just incredible if that, if that can happen. Um, the, yeah, and, the, and the, the, the second good thing is about, um, is the people I've met who are in my situation, who are to a woman and a man, incredible really strong and empathetic and compassionate and kind and broad-minded and not dicks and not <laughs> and just not um and, you know and, and and haven't closed down and don't think they're you know there's just there's just there was i've, I've written this because it just blew my fucking mind there was a um a doctor it was a quote in doctor who right and it was um a bloke talking to the amy pond character <laughs> and, the, and the bloke said to him so you i don't even know a lesser character we'll give him that title and he went to amy pond you're a mother aren't you and she said why and he said you have kindness in your eyes oh no. god and even he writes this shit <laughs> everyone everyone writes this shit because that's that's what's perceived that's you know you're one you're you know it's what Josie talks about the pronatalism worshipping at the altar of motherhood and parenthood and there's just this level of you know you're that and we're shit and even if it's even if it's not shit or you're that and we're we're different you're not not you're we're we're less valid and um and i'm hoping you know and the people i've met certainly don't fit into that category Oh, I totally agree with you. I, I, I can't, I can't think of a more empathetic um, bunch of people 
as as I say, that we, you know, we are a gold standard in how to treat other humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, definitely. I just, I just, uh, it, uh, it baffles me really to think that just because you haven't got children, it means you can't feel, you can't feel kindness. It, who was it was talking about this? Remind me, Michael. Was it? Um, oh, it was one of the authors, wasn't it? Do you remember? Yeah, was uh, talking about. Was it, was it Tessa? Tessa was saying about children and watching a child fall over and it, and she went to pick it up, didn't she? And her friends went, oh, Tessa, what do you think you're doing? Because she's not a parent. What? And she's like, yeah, and it's like, well, just because you're not a parent doesn't mean you can't, you can't pick a child up. You can't feel for that child that's hurting. Oh it's almost God. like people perceive that we are, I don't know, without feelings, I don't know, or that we hate children, and that's really not the case. I wrote um, a feat. The first time I wrote about this was um, piece of the Guardian. Was it the first? No, it was the second one. And um, the introduction when um, Siren Toddler, who tragically drowned, um, and that story was everywhere. And the Victoria Derbyshire show on BBC had got um, an interview, an exclusive with his aunt, and mm. they were going to talk to the aunt about this tragedy. And the intro to the piece was, "If you're a parent, you'll find this upsetting." because as a non-parent it was the best news i would had all fucking week you know it's absolutely yeah. unbelievable there are kind parents there are shit parents there are kind childless people there are shit childless people having a child fathering or mothering a child doesn't change anything doesn't change anything no, very true. No, <laughs> right. just, or actually what it does seem to do for some, unfortunately, not all of them, of course, but some, some parents, is to send them into some, they've found their role finally and they're going to play it. Mm. And there's, and it's a really, and, you know, the question we need to ask is why do people do that? Is, is, is parenthood maybe not as great as people, as we're told it is? You know, Beyonce, I found myself when I had children. Well, thanks for that, B. That's really fucking helpful. You know, I'm, I'm now I'm a mother as a mother hard-working families all that rhetoric it all implies you know you'll never know love like this until you've had a child well, I you know I, I don't want that to be the truth because that means my life is over that yeah. means my life isn't worth living and that kills yep. me and I don't want that to be the truth and I have had parents say to me that is the truth and I've had parents I've also had parents say to me it's not the truth now they're not lying for effect there's nothing to there's no point in them saying that I've had comments about my features and people have sent to me, which is always a little bit tricky. Don't ever do that, people. But anyway, you know, and so they, so I, they don't, people don't know I'm seeing it. So they don't, so they're not writing it for my benefit. And they're saying, you know, it's not that great. Now, I'm sure I would have loved to be a parent. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's the dream. Although I'm not sure it's the dream. Because as Jody says, with pronatalism, when you, when you set it up like that, that it's the most amazing thing. And if you've got it, you've got this blessed life. And if you haven't, you're cursed you're doing no one any favors. You're making the people that don't have the baby more devastated. And you're making the people with the baby have so much pressure on them to, to, for it to be this dream. And if it's not, they feel like they're fucking up. So then they fake it on fake book. Oh, little Jimmy and blah, blah, blah. And little Jimmy's a little dick. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just, it doesn't help anyone. There just needs to be... The, the thing I hope I do with all of this, there has to be honesty within it. And I hope I'm honest about it. And I think, and the third thing that's good about me writing this stuff is it has, it's changed perception of my friends. And I really love that. I'm really proud of that. It's like, um, I read a website once I was researching some, a company and I was looking at the website 
everyone on their website, the first thing they wrote about them was whether they're a mother or a father. Hi, I'm Derek. I'm a dad. Da, 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 da. Mm. Absolutely fucking irrelevant, Derek. You know, to what you're, what you're selling. And I remember saying that to a friend of mine, Shelley, and she was free for something she does. And she went, I, I, I didn't write on a mother in it because it's not relevant to what she's doing. So like I'm a size six yeah. shoe. It's no fucking relevance. Yep. I'm with you. Anyway, I'm with you, yeah. <clears throat> Ask me some questions. <laughs> just <laughs> ranting. No, nothing wrong with ranting. Well, I'm actually, prop, you've, you, so what we wanted to get was your, 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 your thoughts on World Childless Week. So we've done that. Um, <laughs> and of course, you know, what, um, you know, I talk, I sent you that message about, I watched that, um, you know, clip from, I think it was breakfast television. And yeah. Yeah. I ended up getting really pissed off, you know, did you? I did because it just looked like an ambush. I know you're being gracious and saying, no, it's supposed to be a debate, but it wasn't a fucking debate. It was an ambush. That's what it looked like from, from art. And, and so I think Sarah agree with me as well. Yeah. Although, yeah, it, although kudos, kudos to you, Bibi, you did well. Mm-hmm. You, did, you did a, a, I'm not quite sure how you, how you feel about this term, but you're like the warrior. You're like the, uh-huh. you're like the Arya Stark of, <laughs> no, I don't know if you've watched Game of Thrones, but I know Sarah has, and she's laughing. <laughs> You're like the Arya Stark for us. And as someone said in the audience at, at um, Fertility Fest, because I, w- I did watch the videos, I wasn't pervant, I was looking. <laughs> and, and someone said, you know, that you speak for those who can't. And I think, you know, that's what you, you're like that warrior. You, you're speaking for those who can't. Well, I'll I take have, that as the biggest stop. compliment. I have to stop because I can feel some emotion wheeling up. But, yeah, oh. that's who you are. Oh. <sighs> I'll shut up now. Don't you make me cry. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's the, you know, I'm, nev- I'm, I'm never going to be the person to take this lying down. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm never going to be that. And, and, you know, and it's interesting because I think the woman I admire in this, it, I love Jodie and she's so calm and measured. And I would say to her, how are you doing? <laughs> because I want to rip fucking heads off. <laughs> I don't know That's a girl. Yeah. Come on. And I, and I think her message spreads, spreads because she, because of the way she is. She's very elegant with it. I can't be that. I'm afraid that's not going to be me because I, I'm just not that. I mean, maybe she's further down in the, in the kind of process of grieving, but I'm not. And I'm, that's just not me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say it how, you know, I, I say it fiercely because I feel it fiercely. And it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, we're, we're all adult enough to know that there's, you know, that we speak for a different audience and, and, and Jody is very gracious, you know, but, but, um, that may not speak to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the warrior, we you know, will speak to those who, who, you know, who identify with you. And I, I yeah. think, you, so you gain a lot in our in our community. If if you say BB Lynch, that's it. Oh, I love that woman. Oh my God, really? Oh yes, genuinely. Yeah, genuinely. Yes. I mean, me and me and Berenice are obviously total total fans. Oh. But I think you know, I think Jodie is gracious. Yes, and I I admire her for being that, but. When I saw you speaking about it and you were effing and jeffing, I think there was an awful lot of people, you could feel it in the room, an awful lot of people going, 
yes, that, that is fucking it for me because you, you, you're not supposed to show anger. And I think you channeled it through your effing and jeffing. And I think that's what people resonate with because it's not acceptable to get angry or show it or get emotional. So I think that's what people resonate with, with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. That's really nice. Just, um, just take it in, take it in. You don't have to say anything because what the way you act is, you know, is, is, you know, is like that, um, you know, the gratitude that you put through the way that you stand up for us. Welcome to the community news section of the Full Stop podcast. This is the part of the show where we share your news to everybody else in our Childless Not By Choice community. You might have something you've been working on, a new project, a blog, a website, a book, or maybe you've set up a new support group. Do let us know, we'd love to share it on the show and also on our website as well and in our newsletter. First up, I'd like to let you know about Fertility Network UK. They are a major part of our community. They're always there to support us, whether it's through Fertility Network UK itself or More to Life with the wonderful Heather. They've launched a new guide and it's called Finding More to Life, a self-help guide. And it's been developed by Sophia Gomero from Cardiff University. I hope I've pronounced your surname right, Sophia. You can find more about this guide, which goes through eight activities that you can take part in to help you with facing loss and grief. If you go to their website, fertilitynetwork.org forward slash life without children and finding more to life self-help guide. And you can find out a little bit more about that. Again, we'll have the full link on our website too. Do you remember our second and third episodes when we talked about writing? We had lots of fantastic interviews with authors and one of those was Dr Annie Kirby. In her interview with us, she mentioned about a workshop that she was setting up. We're delighted and thrilled to let you know that Words That Heart has been established and they've got their first workshop coming up. You've got just a couple of days, mind you, to get online um, to experience their very first course. If you head over to their website, wordsthatheart.co.uk, it has full details of all of the workshops and the webinars, how they work and who they're suitable for. And you don't need any writing experience at all. So that website, again, is wordsthatheart.co.uk. In 2020, they'll be delivering four workshops, one in Brighton, one in London, Birmingham and Manchester. And they also have this webinar coming up as well, but it is next week. So get your skates on and get over to that website right now. To make 2020 your best year yet, Anne Barrett from Empowering Health, Sydney, Australia, is offering a 15% discount on her emotional healing and wellbeing services. Anne specialises in helping people who are childless not by choice, as she is herself. She empowers you to transform your life and experience renewed purpose. She is a teacher of powerful insights that allow people to move past their current circumstances and embrace a new way of being using an integrated mind-body approach. Offering a 15% discount if you mention this podcast on all appointments to the Childless Not By Choice community for bookings made between now and end of June 2020. Appointments can be held online for anyone overseas. Just email her at info at empoweringhealth.com clinic or for more information visit her website empoweringthechildless.com who likes a good old sing song we know michael does i'm not so sure that i'm so keen but anyway 
I bet loads of you do. And I know that Helen Louise Jones absolutely knows this. She's an incredibly talented singer and a very sensitive person. And one of the ambitions that she's had for a very long time has been to set up a choir to connect people and to help them heal and to celebrate our childless lives. And that's what she's done. So Childless Voices is a brand new singing choir created by Helen, who's a member of Gateway Women. It starts monthly in London on Saturday the 8th of February. The first session is completely free. It's a taster, just to see if you like it or not. And everything after that costs between £14 and £18 per session, and they'll be monthly. To find out more about this, you can email Helen Louise Jones directly at ourhealingvoice at gmail.com. We wish you every success this, Helen, and I do hope that we can have you on the show in the near future to tell us how you're getting on. We've also had an email from Sarah Roberts. Sarah, thanks so much for getting in touch with us. It's been really good to hear from you. Sarah runs The Empty Cradle and we'd really like to let you know about them because they're currently running free 20-minute fireside chats for women who would like to register an interest in their well online community. You can get in touch with Sarah on the website www.theemptycradle.com which is a support group for women who have lost the opportunity for motherhood to grieve the loss and create a life that they love. They offer individual counselling in Brisbane in Australia and online as well as lots of resources for workshops and courses so we do hope that you'll get in touch with Sarah. And finally we'd like to let you know about the Gateway Women Reignite Weekends. A new programme has been launched for 2020 and you can find out more about these on the Gateway Women website which is gateway-women.com. These are particularly important um, events that take place across the year, supported and established by Jodie Day. Many of the guests that have been on the Full Stop podcast have been leaders or taken part in these workshops, so I really do hope that you might consider going along to them too. You can find out more, as I say, on the Gateway Women website, gateway-women.com. If you have any news that you would like to send in to the Full Stop podcast, then you can do that via our website, thefullstoppod.com. You can also find us on social media too, and all the links are available on our website. We look forward to hearing from you. Didn't think I was going to get emotional talking to you, but anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I wish it. I wish none of it had to be said. But well, it is what it is, and you know, you know, we, we, we are where we are. We're doing our best. <laughs> what's um? Do you know what Wild Child this week is doing this year? That's different to last. How they're moving it forward? I think there's a lot more video. There's a lot more um, a lot more f- uh, sort of video media being used rather than writing i think there was a lot you know it was a it was based a lot on blogs and things the first year the second year was we introduced a little bit more video so you know some of the champions did live um and this year it's just going up again so um you know i think jody yvonne john and someone else recently they've just They've just um, done a pre-recording for World Childless Week. Um, then I've been asked to do one. F- well, I think Rod and Robin are doing one for guys. I've been asked yeah. to do another one with with some with a a guy from the UK. 
but I'm thinking I might talk to um, talk to Steph because one of the things I think she needs to sort of and, and she's trying to she's trying to 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 you know get it around the world and and, and trying to get as many champions from different countries as she can. I'm thinking mm. I might just uh, get a few guys from around the world and I've got some contacts. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot more, a lot more stuff that people can watch and listen to rather than read. Well, give it, giving an, a, a, an ugly plug if I may. Um, but um, on, <coughs> excuse me, I've got a tickle cough. Um, baby Jesus getting me back for swearing every other word. He's trying to stop me. <laughs> He's trying to stop me from ever opening my awful potty mouth again. Um, Stephanie's coming on um, my Soho radio show on September 12th yep. to talk about World Child Week. So that's going to be great. So that's a nice little... So and then it's the 16th, 22nd, isn't it? It's the actual week. So that's yeah. the week before. So we'll find out more. But um, we'll hear it from her too, which is good. And I think I kind of like that as well. I think I think what's interesting is because like, I've... You know, I've got a big family. I talk to people about this. I've got lots of younger friends and they, I think it must be interesting for them because then they, well, they can't feel what I'm feeling. No one can feel what each of us individually feel. They're not going to feel what I'm feeling. And, and especially so because they may really be coming from a place where they just don't have any thought about having kids here or anything. But I think that's really important. I think the project, you know, to talk to a younger generation about this bigotry because they're seeing us and they're seeing so they're seeing great people who've got full lives um who who will would happily stroke unhappily talk about this subject and it's becoming visible to them as well and i think that's really interesting because then their perception will change and then they'll make choices based on what they want to make choices on but they won't hopefully judge in the way that this judgment has carried through forever from generations maybe if we're talking to younger people too i quite like that side of this yeah i know i know that um i think jody was talking about you know um talking you know it's education in schools yeah you know about um you know it's it's not guaranteed that you can have children so yeah you know what are you going to do if you don't and also just and also just like you know the way we've got lgbtq plus education um in you know in in relationship education what about just you know it's just extraordinary to me that the child is not even considered in any way you know there there are different we where we all have different families we all have different families we all we all have different lives and every relationship and every life is valid and that's not even touched on is it no no I think to be honest I think sex education needs to change anyway you know I don't know if you remember mine was roll a condom on a cucumber uh, <laughs> then you get pregnant and that was it really there wasn't <laughs> and then a... you got pregnant <laughs> yeah, not by a cucumber <laughs> did, you have, did you have condoms I didn't even know what one of them was until no way. I was about 17 <laughs> but, I mean that's, that's the sum total of it though that was really all I remember and then you watched a video and that was it there was no what mention was it was uh, obviously childbirth, but oh. there was there was no mention of um, any possibility that you wouldn't be able to have children. There was no mention of menopause. Yeah. There was no mention of you know things that could go wrong for the fellas. There was yeah. nothing, and I think it needs an a- absolute overhaul because if it's still doing that, then attitudes aren't going to change. And I bet it was. I bet there's also no mention of sexual pleasure. Sex with sex is so. Oh no, no orgasms, no. 
Jesus Christ. Right, well, that's it. That's our next gig. <laughs> so we, we set up sex education around the world. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'd be bloody brilliant. We could uh, just rehaul the whole thing. <laughs> that, that, that just reminds me, Sarah, if you ever, I don't know if you've ever listened to After the after the watershed is that that's yeah 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 not after the storm that's mine <laughs> yeah that's yours yeah i know yeah. <laughs> do yourself when you when you want to when you want something fun to to listen to listen to the show that bb's on after the <laughs> after the watershed that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna it sounds like oh. is it lots of deafing and jeffing <laughs> no god it's bbc no oh, i'm no. i'm so well behaved yeah but they <laughs> but they, they <laughs> get around it in other ways <laughs> oh, with the pampers grass. Yeah, the pampers grass. It's me and my absolutely brilliant co-host Alison Ferns, and um, it's BBC Sussex and BBC Surrey and BBC Sounds, and we um, we just talk about subjects that are kind of sex relationship based that you wouldn't talk about in the daytime, um, and it's a lot of fun. I love working with Ali, and it's um, yeah, it's really fun. It's uh, it's I and everything else opening, if I may. <laughs> <laughs> so the one the, the the ones we listened to they had they were interviewing a, a woman who um produces you know sex aids as well or make you know oh, wow. to make so it's it's you gotta watch you gotta listen to it it's hilarious <laughs> listen to the one i mean we've done so many there's um we interviewed a thruple and a thruple are three people living together as a couple so there's a husband and wife and their girlfriend and they all live together. Um, and we interviewed them down the line. And then at one point their pet pig joined in. It was the weirdest <laughs> radio moment I've had. Uh -huh. <laughs> Sorry, what? The sound of a pet pig. <laughs> I know. There was, we can hear some grunting. We're like, oh, they're not doing it, are they? And then, it was, and then they had to explain that there was a pig was walking around. It was honestly hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it it's a brilliant show it's lots of lots of fun lots of it lots of interest it's it's um it's pushing the bbc's boundaries which is brilliant oh my god i've never heard of a thruple before yeah live and learn every day's a school day well yeah I bet there's, mm. there's got to be more than that, isn't there? There's got to be fours, fives and all sorts. Oh, well, I think that's a whole different term. But when we, um, <laughs> when I met the thruple, they were, they were, they were, you know, three of them, obviously, gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. And they all looked very happy and the man looked exhausted. <laughs> he looked, he looked dehydrated husk. Yeah, he looked very, very happy and very handsome, but absolutely bloody shattered. <laughs> Oh dear! I wonder what his weekends are like then. Like, mm. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> oh, oh dear. Okay, so um, look, how much how much time have you got, Bibi? I've got a bit more. You're cool. Talk about the um the the Good Morning Britain thing. That was so interesting. Oh yes, I, yes, yes, yes. Because I didn't see it as an ambush. So the, to set the scene, it was. I think this is one you're talking about. Um, there'd be something on Twitter. Again, the whole, you know, entitlement, the mother entitlement, um, pronatalism, the, someone on Twitter had posted um, a photo of her holding up a sign which was saying that mothers should be allowed into the front of the queue in coffee shops because they're mothers and they're exhausted. And so I was invited on to Good Morning Britain to debate this with um, um, a mother who agreed with this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... 
I mean, <laughs> if we're going to go down that route, you know, I could have depression and anxiety. Well, okay, at one one point in my life, like severe depression, severe anxiety. Um, someone I loved very much was dying, and I was with him as he was dying. I wasn't sleeping; I was exhausted. Well, maybe I should go to the front of the queue. You know, or maybe someone disabled should go to the front of the queue, or maybe an ambulance person who's been up all night saving five lives should go to the front of the queue. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yes. You can't have the monopoly. You can't have the monopoly on mental health issues and exhaustion. Don't get me started. I've got a catchphrase. I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy I've got a catchphrase. (laughs) Which is, I'll talk about, you know, I did this, I wrote this feature, I did this radio show, I did this podcast, I did some shoplifting hoovered did this did this i'm exhausted which is weird because i don't have children i love (laughs) you know it makes me smile every time i read that (laughs) so that was what this um that's what this debate was about and so i talked you know so me and um um a mother were talking about it and i was saying you know no and i think the figures at the end i think the reader figures were something like 90 percent in my favor and 10 percent in hers i mean it is it's 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 ridiculous yeah, yes. I sat and watched it yesterday because Michael sent the link over, and it. I don't. I, well, I mean, I thought you were very. I think you 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 talk circles around her really because she just. I don't think she did a very good job of putting her point across anyway. But I think the bit for me that really annoyed me was at the end when all the parents sort <laughs> of converged. That's when I thought it felt a bit like you'd been a bit bulldozed, even though the um the poll. I think it was ninety two. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. It was something ridiculous. It was you know she. <laughs> clearly didn't argue very well at all but and her point was rubbish anyway but it just it for me it was at the end really and I know when we talked to um the chaps during the men's episode they said the same it's like being outside a club and looking in and for me I felt that that bit where they all came together to sort of talk about their experiences was really the bit that did it for me I think the rest was fine but yeah I might have a little relook and then write a complaint. (laughs) (laughs) How long ago was it? Is it still valid? Um, Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a rule about bullying in there somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. I mean, I I didn't feel that, but I hear what you're saying. If if that's what happened at the end, Um, I guess it's just going to happen. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I just. I don't know. You just. You just rail against it and hopefully attitude change and i mean i i don't i don't see it as um a big mental leap i don't see it as a huge stretch you know intellectually that people are equal yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I'd, you know but i'm not a bigot in any other area of my life so maybe that's why <laughs> you know i i do think i think the question is less why we you know not not so much why we treated like this but why um why do people feel the need to do it you know what's 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 what is it from their point of view mm. Mm. did you see that one about the lady that ranted around childless couples being at disney yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because I'm still trying to work for the BBC, I'm not allowed to say what I really wanted to say about that. But I, oh, um, rats. <laughs> I, I don't, I didn't know if it was real or not. I, my feeling is it was. Um, mm. It was an old post. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I got something recently. I got something on Twitter, someone calling me a witch. Um, I'm toxic. 
um, like coming to me, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm old. What are you, 70? I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, because I talked about, um, apparently I mocked people, I mocked women um, who are, are finding it hard having children and have depression. Well, if you can find that in anything I've ever written, do send it to me. Because, yeah, I mean, people hear what they want to hear. People see what they want to see. What was interesting, whenever I've written these features, is um, the same 2,000 words will elicit a different reaction from every reader. Everyone brings their own take and shit to anything they read, which is, of course, new human um, behaviour, it's human condition. Mm. But I'm thrilled that I had so many parents support me that was really lovely and i will say this and this is a horrible thing to say and i hate that it happened but it was mainly if the people that were against me were mainly women really yeah yeah um i think i've had one man say something negative to me about all of this in you know as a response to anything i've said or written and it's mainly been women um and i don't think i'm anti-women <laughs> i no. think the opposite. i've also been called a misogynist because I've written about, um, apparently I'm not letting mothers have their experience. Well, I, my response, to, so I was, the, the, the tweet was from a well-known columnist and she said, oh, there's a word for people that don't let um, women have their experience and it's misogynist. And so to that I replied, well, what's the word for women that won't let um, childless women have their experience? That won't let all women have their experience? Because all I'm doing is saying my story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which is a story that many people relate to. Um, people find it threatening. What is that? Why do people find it threatening? Mm, I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, from my, ex- my experience, because um, uh, I, I talk about it a lot, um, and I guess, you know, having my physical stature, I'm not a small guy, so people would be reluctant to come back at me. But uh, yeah. I... I just, it's almost like, um, you know, that the minute when you start mentioning it, it's ca- people cower, they, they, they shrink. It's, it's like they, you know, I don't know what to do here. Um, and a lot of people will just, you know, will attack only because that's the way that they, they can cope with that situation. That's the way I read it sometimes. But, but how or why? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. So someone else's someone else's grief makes you attack them. That, that, and that's yes, yes. Yeah. Because because they don't they can't empathise with you. They just feel now that um, you've you know that um, that we've belittled them, and now it's time to be on the you know, the front oh. foot. I don't know. It might be something I observe more. Yeah. I don't know. In my experience, when I share my story, I think I've had a couple of different reactions. Some people that are able to sit with it and my emotions and other people that just aren't, they'll either laugh or they'll run away. And I think it comes down, maybe the people that you've come across, that's, that's how they deal with it. They attack because they don't know how else to process the emotions that you're showing them. Mm. It's not, it's not good, but and of, course, and of course, it's on it's on social media. So we've got all the keyboard warriors. Well, yeah, they can hide behind <laughs> that, can't they? Yeah, yeah of course. But my, I, I'm sorry, I was talking sort of face to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter is a whole different thing. <laughs> I think as well. I think what, what irritates me is um, I had a situation recently where um, 
someone wasn't understanding and I wasn't it's not like I'm out there going you know hi I'm BB Pisces almost five foot two here's the thing about me and not having kids and I don't you know that's not my yeah. opening intro I don't go in there and kind of smash people with it but if I'm in a situation where I'm, it, it's 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 relevant and it's valid then of course I'll give my point of view and you know and I, I don't understand why I, and it's like, and I will continually give my point of view and continuously give my point of view. And it's the same bloody point of view. And then I've had, and, and people don't hear, people choose not to hear it. And so, and I've had someone say to me, well, maybe you need to write it down for them, like in an email. And I thought, well, here's the thing. I've written it in the fucking Guardian, the Telegraph. I've spoken about it on the BBC. How many times you need it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. People, me, that you can say it two million and three times. And if people don't want to hear it, they won't hear it. Yep. Now, I don't know what that's about. I don't know what that's about. And actually, part of me is thinking, is it just a waste of our time even trying to think about what that's about? Because fuck them. Because yep. you, what can you do? I'm not changing something. You can't do anything. You, know, I'm not, you can't no. do anything. And I'm not going to change it. And, also, and, and I guess you just, you know, I've lost loads of people in my life because of this. But maybe yeah. they were the right people to lose. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. No, I know what you mean. I've lost people as well, but I think it's the um, it's the the fact that you're not following the same path as them. I've had people react almost as though they thought they could catch it off me, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, genuinely, genuinely. Oh it's like, what the fuck. My best one. That? My best one was an ex friend who um, doesn't have children, didn't want children, and she said to me once, she was a little bit drunk. But she was saying what she meant. And she said to me, the trouble with you, and that's always a gorgeous way to start an argument, the mm -hmm. trouble with, you know, placing her argument, it wasn't a row. Um, the trouble with you is your attitude. You're not positive. And I said, what do you mean? She went, well, look at me. She went, I don't have children and I'm happy. And I said, yes, but you got, you never wanted children. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't matter. But I've got children. I haven't got children and I'm happy. And you haven't got children and you're unhappy. Um, I said, yeah, but you got the life you wanted. I got the life I dreaded and feared no but that doesn't matter it's positive and then she proceeded to tell me that i'm not positive and that's why i'm unhappy about not having children she's positive and that's why she's happy about not having children and she did the positivity dance in front of me she stood in front of me and just did some little kind of mocking me psycho 60s psychedelic hand in my face kind of woodstocky dance and i never want anything to do with her again i can understand why yeah that's bloody outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> Speechless. I don't know what to yeah. say to that. I've, I've, you know, this is just, this is, what I love though is I think we're throwing against the, the norm because I think, you know, people think people like us are going to, this is such a shallow thing to say, but I think that's what people think. They think they're going to look like shit. They think we're going to talk like shit. They think we're going to think we are shit and that we're nothing. And actually, because we're not that, we represent, not the shiny version, but do you know what I mean? We represent a functioning, acceptable, you know, we're, we're still people, we're still doing stuff, and we're still relevant and valid. And yes. I think that's what throws people, because I think people can't quite deal with strong people going through this. No. Do you know what? I've yet to meet somebody that isn't strong, though, that's going through this. Yeah, if if you see what I mean. I mean, obviously, there's going to be people that are out there struggling. And yeah. you, they're not going to be as visible. But all of the people that I've met from this community have a strength. Yeah. And I don't think that that is acknowledged by anyone outside of this community. No, no. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't got answers, unfortunately. All I've got is um, hilarious fury. 
<laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> that's, what pe- that's, that's, what, that's what people love about you. And that's my book titles. Keep your stinking hands off it. <laughs> <laughs> Copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, look, we're not going to keep you all day. I, I, actually, I quite enjoy doing that, but no. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take it on a different tact. Just so, because yeah. we were thinking about getting something a bit, bit out of the box. Yeah. So, um, one question was, who, now you can't pick Jodie Day, because that's an easy out, right? Everyone yeah. loves Jodie. But who in the, who in the childless community inspires you? Um, you two are fabulous. Thank you for, thank you for everything you do. i tell you who I really love just because whenever I've spoken to um, people about this person after they've been um, really affected by this person's kind of down to earth, um, real kind of normality. Normality is the wrong word because it sounds like an insult. Uh, I think that's an extraordinary gift to be normal. Um, But Rod Silvers, Rod, yeah. I thought, was, was great mm-hmm. at Fertility Fest, and I interviewed Rod at a panel I do, and I've interviewed him for a piece I write in The Guardian about childless men. And um, all the men in the audience of the panel I did really were quoting his quotes back at me because they really resonated. Because, because well, like you, Michael, as well, it, you know, I don't know what it's like from a man's point of view, I guess in the way that, you know, I can have an idea, but I can't totally know and you can't totally know what it's like from a woman's point of view. But, and this is a bit of a cliche, but Rod kind of says it's the truth to him. He didn't have words to articulate his pain because as a man, you don't talk about your pain. That's right. And that seems cruel as fuck to me. And, and, so, and so that you and he are doing that, are, are, are giving it from a male point of view, and that he... He does it in a way that's, you know, just just very relatable, and um, he, and men in the audience, women too, but men definitely because they were like, yeah, you know, that's what I want to say about it, uh, and I thought that was really powerful. Yeah, no, he's um he's doing he's doing some great work, is Rod, and um yeah. and it, and he's right, you know, we we I as much as I try, I don't have a vocabulary that that allows me to talk about how I feel. Um, so I get, and I tell the girls, I'm getting a bit closed now. So if I get quiet, that's why, mm-hmm. but uh, no, he does some good work. And I think he's a good example. As I, as I've said, um, the best way for us to lead is by an example. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like mm-hmm. trying to tell a bloke to do something. You, <laughs> you can't tell him. So the best way for us is just to be an example and people will follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think everyone, honestly, I think, I think, I, I wish World Child Suite didn't need to exist, but it does exist. And I think um, the traction it gets is extraordinary. Um, and I'll do everything I can to support it. I think it's a fabulous, needed organization. And I think everyone involved in it is fucking amazing. Um, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm very honored to be asked to be part of it. I've got one more question because I quite like this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and this is just purely just for fun. Okay. You've got a table of four. Yeah. You take one seat. You've yeah. got three empty ones. 
Yeah. Now, the other three guests can be either dead or alive, but who would they be? Who would your, who would your top choices be to spend dinner with? Oh, okay, well, because it's the anniversary of his death and also I was obsessed with him, weirdly after he died, and that, I think that says an awful lot about my character, the minute he died, I decided I loved him, <laughs> was, was Elvis Presley. Because <laughs> I, I just think, I mean, he was the first global superstar, wasn't he, I think, and he was just extraordinary. And I'd, li- I'd like to, and I think apparently he was, was very funny and, oh my God, he's got the, I would just get him in profile and just stare at his nose. He had the best nose, just like a, just like a Greek statue. So I think Elvis. Um, fuck, this is an insane question. I love Don. Oh, no, I can't. No, forget it. No, I'm, I'm not answering because I want Donny Hathaway. I want Elvis. I want Woody Allen. I want Stephen Gerrard. I want, am I allowed, my, I want my parents. I want, oh, I want. I want Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> Donald Trump. What, just yeah. to mix it up a bit? Just to throw what's it at his face. <laughs> <laughs> I just make, I'd like to see him in that company. I'd like to see him in, you know, company. <laughs> see what he's like. I honestly can't answer. There's just so many people. I love my music. I love my music and I love my comedy. Um, and Donny Hathaway is my favourite musician and I don't know if he... He he suffered really badly. Johnny Hathaway, um, his biggest song was a, a song called "Someday We'll All Be Free," and it was adopted by the civil rights movement. Um, he was black, and it was adopted by the civil rights movement um, as you know, "What Someday We'll All Be Free." But it wasn't about that. He um, suffered um, severely from depression, and his lyricist knew that, and he wrote the lyrics saying, "Someday we'll all be free," as in someday you won't be alive and you won't be suffering like this. And, and he committed suicide. Oh. I know. It says, BB, bring this on a downer. But he's, if you listen to that song and then know that story about him and that voice, I don't know if you know his voice. I mean, it's, oh God. I mean, it's just extraordinary. I've just he's Googled him, so I'll, I'll look yeah. into it. Someday we'll all be free. And he sang a lot with Roberta Flack, um, Where Is The Love? So you, you might know his duets. But, um, and his daughter, Layla Hathaway, has got the voice gene <laughs> and it's like what <laughs> so yeah i billy holiday i mean I, I just i mean barbara streisand would be amazing i love the icons <laughs> kevin keegan i love football <laughs> kenny douglish <laughs> oh now you're talking because when i was a boy in the uk that was the team i followed liverpool and it was the top oh. kenny um you know uh, was it brian was it no ray clements Oh, my God. oh my God, the best goal he ever, but Peter Shilton always got the England call up. Yeah. I, um, I met, <laughs> Ian I met Graham. Oh my God. Uh, Alan Hansen, we used to call oh, him. Oh, Alan Hansen. There was I a met, brothers. Um, no, the, the, you think of the Hansen brothers as a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Ian St. John, you think of Ian St. John? Ian Rush, Ian St. John. I met um, Ian Graham Soonest. Yes. I met Graham Soonest a couple of weekends ago. And former Liverpool star, and uh-huh. I was so um, starstruck I could hardly talk. And I, I love football, and I know a bit about football. And so I was in front of a football legend and favourite, and I had the chance to talk football with him. And he was ready to talk to football to me. And he started saying, um, "He was going. I really think this season. He said, I think this team's amazing. And I think next season they're going to do so brilliantly." And all I could say 
to this man who's a pundit and like you know knows everything it was just um oh what happened last season and he went we only lost by one point and I went I know like a dick <laughs> and then I kept and then all I kept saying was thank you everything he said I replied thank you to because I just was so so starstruck <laughs> so maybe maybe I shouldn't have anyone I'd actually scrap that let's have three people I hate around the table so at least then I can talk oh go on if, it's pe- if it's three people I love I won't be able to talk I'm not going to name the people I hate but if it's three people I love I'll be starstruck <laughs> What what, what are the what are the three people you hate? Come on, come on. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's the worst. This, that's the worst answer you have to that question. It's the longest and worst answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, okay, I've I've got one more because it's just come yeah. to me and I'm enjoying myself. So, okay. where do you remember uh, where you were when Elvis died? Yeah, we were having. Um, my mum and dad were having a dinner party. Um, I showed it was the 70s. It was August 16, 1977. And mum and dad were having a dinner party. And I'm not sure if I've created this memory. If it's a false memory, what a weird one to create. I believe we had, a, we had this sounds very posh and it wasn't, although this was an incredible house. We had a room that we called the TV room. And that's where the TV was. And I remember the TV being on, which I think would be the height of bad manners. And I don't think that would have been on when we, if we had people over. But anyway, I remember the TV being on and I remember Jan Leeming the TV present news presenter sitting there and you know when they have the pieces of paper and they kind of bounce them up and down they kind of straighten them on the desk Mm -hmm. and saying I'd like to say this in my own words Elvis has died the king is dead now I think I've I think I've invented all of that so I I was at home a dinner party was going on and in my head Jan Leeming broke the news to the nation isn't that weird We'll have to research it, see if it's on YouTube. Yeah. There's the aspects <laughs> of truth in there. Well, you definitely died. You are, yeah. <laughs> Would have been announced on and we the def- and we definitely had a TV room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where I was. Okay. What about you, Sarah? Where were you, do you do you remember or was it not something that was in your No God, I was less than two. Oh. oh all right, all right, Sarah. Oh, Sorry. Going off. <laughs> I don't get to do that very often now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't very often get to pretend that I'm young. <laughs> I hate it now when you get I used to do this all the time in my twenties, you know. I remember when I turned twenty one, I was beside myself. I thought, Oh my god, I'm getting old. Oh my now, god. <laughs> yeah. Now if people do it to me, it's like, oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Try being in your forties. <laughs> Where were you, Michael? I was I was on holiday at a caravan park in Winterton on Sea in Norfolk with my auntie and uncle oh. and my two cousins. And were there tears? Uh, yeah, not for me. But I think my I think my auntie had a cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big deal. I can still picture the um the, the photo they used, really intrusive photo they used on the, all the papers um, for his funeral. It was like an open casket, and I meant, and it was just like, oh, I don't want to see oh, this. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, full blade, uh, full full page bled shot of um, him in the casket. Yeah, how weird is wow. that? That's yeah. wrong. That's wrong. Really intrusive. <laughs> 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 well, there you go. That's the that's the way to end it, isn't it? <laughs> on that note. <laughs> But you must always ask an open casket question. Says the last question for every um, <laughs> future yeah, podcast. <laughs> my my mother, because my wife Vicky, she's a she's a proper skippy, 
So Skippy. Yeah. Yellow Aussie. Skippy. Kangaroo. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <laughs> we have we have a we had a lot of migrants come to Australia after the Second World War and into the fifties and um and so a lot of them, you know, would um say things like, Yeah, skippy this one, skippy. <gasps> so that's how that's how it come around. Anyway. <laughs> um and my mother tells her about, you know, when there's a death in the family, the coffin comes into the front room. Yeah. Sits on a on sits on a trestle and you can have a viewing. And she's like, What? What? Yeah. Don't just like Steptoe just like Steptoe and Son. Yeah. yeah. Isn't isn't that an Irish thing? I think it is a Catholic thing. Catholic yeah. White I think white I think, thing. yeah. Although Yeah, I'm trying to think of yeah, oh God, too many deaths. Please everyone stop dying. <laughs> I've been through enough. I I've, I've hit my limit. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately it only gets worse at this age. Oh don't, 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 don't. All right. Okay. Let's before we <laughs> not happy now. You know, before we delve into despair. It's uh, look, Bibi. I really have enjoyed talking to you. This has been uh, an absolute scream. Um, thank you, thank you both. It's been lovely talking yeah, to you both. Berenice is going to be as jealous as hell. <laughs> oh, I'm going to I'm going to be dining out in this for ages. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell this story to anyone, say that I was tall and slim, and didn't swear. Just give me some kind of. I'm, I'm just going to say it's I'm a persona. She <laughs> yeah. was. She the the gorgeous the gorgeous BB Lynch. <laughs> Didn't swear that, once. That'll be that'll be you'll be tagged in a post in probably about five minutes. You watch. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, both, and well done on doing the podcast. And keep up the good work. And send my love to everyone. And I hope I see you all soon. Hopefully yeah. next. So I'm coming. We, my wife and I are coming to England next year. Hopefully so. Oh, cool. Hope, That's neat. Hopefully we can catch up. Yeah, that would be lovely. I'd love that. All right. Okay. Well, look, it's been okay. great. I've really enjoyed time with you, Bibi. You're, you're, you're the warrior. You're the, oh, you're yeah. the warrior Stark of the genuinely of the community. Life. Thank Definitely. you so much. Thanks, Bibi. Take care. That's love. All right. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Now, don't forget, Bibi currently has three radio shows, so please check them out. The girls and I see how role here as a focal point for our community for Solidarity and Connections. So we'd love to get your opinion on our community news section. Oh, and full disclosure, there are no financial transactions between us and the people we mentioned. Now don't forget to sign up at our website, www.thefullstoppod.com to get all the latest news as Berenice does a fantastic job of her online magazine. Now don't, and also, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all the links are on that website. We'd love to hear from you, so drop us a line, even if it's to say hello. And I would be especially excited if our listeners from San Marino did. God, I still can't believe that. Thank you for listening. And as always, we want you to remember, you are not alone.